0: Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about unlimited vacation time with the help of special guest Clark Harris of Innovative Construction in Atlanta, Georgia. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host, Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show.
1: Hey everyone, Tim Fowler here, and welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. As always, we encourage you to send in ideas, guests, anything you'd like to tell us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Send them to me at tim at remodelersadvantage.com. As many of you know, I facilitate what in Remodelers Advantage we call the Production Managers Roundtables. These are groups of 10 or 11 production managers from different companies, non-competing, and we get together as a group twice a year to help each other uh, with what I think is a very, very difficult job in that mid-level management of a company and particularly of the production side. And one of the things that we do is we visit member companies once a year to see how they run their company and particularly to see how the production department uh, operates. And so recently I was on a visit to Innovative uh, Construction in Atlanta and a topic kind of popped up. And of course, I just had all ears on. And somebody said something about unlimited vacation. And I I went, uh, oh, All right, so hopefully I've got everybody's attention. So my immediately my manager hat came on, right? I'm no longer the outsider, I'm the manager. And I started thinking of all the problems that could come up. And that's sort of my nature too. Like find out what the problems are and address the problems. But what I started seeing was things were working as it relates to this. And so I just had to have uh, the owner on just find out like, where'd this idea come from? What's the objective? Can it be for everybody? And so I hope we have nice, open, honest conversation here. Now I do want to have a little disclaimer, and that is that I'm apologizing to all the other owners in the country whose employees listen to this podcast and they come storming in the office and say, Hey, how come we can't do this? All right. So, uh, I apologize right now. Don't send me those emails. Send those to Steve at remodelersadvantage.com and uh, just send me the good stuff. So, Steve, let's go ahead and get some questions answered.
0: Thank you for that, Tim. Okay. So, Clark Harris is the owner of Innovative Construction in Atlanta, Georgia. Innovative Construction is a high-end design build firm whose mission is to improve lives through design, craftsmanship, and teamwork. Clark has been a member of Remodeler's Advantage since 2015 and is a member of the IZAR Roundtables Group. Welcome to the show, Clark. Thanks
2: for
1: having me. Hey, this is fantastic. So hopefully uh, a little bit of humor there in the intro uh, can uh, can help us out. But give us a little bit of information about Innovative. How long have you been in business? What type of company is it? Uh, That sort of thing.
2: Sure. So um, I started the company in 2000. I'm a carpenter by trade um, and then um, really just kind of ran it as a carpenter for a number of years. Um, grew over time, uh, ran it kind of blindly um, for for a number of years until I found RA and, and kind of saw the light and, and learned the right way to run a business um, and uh, really changed from there. Um, but yeah, we're a design build company. We did, um, uh, we completed $4.8 million worth of revenue um, in 21. Um, We're shooting for 5.3 in 22. Um, We have 17 team members um, and uh, we're open book management. I like to to point that out. That's kind of a a fun thing. That means we share all the numbers with everybody. Um, And I I think our greatest strength is our team. And I think we'll get to this and why we're doing this vacation policy. But we have an amazing team um, that um, we really have a team attitude. We don't have employees. We have team members
1: is how I like to look at it. All right. So just uh, just to clarify a little bit on the open book, because I think sometimes there's a maybe some misconceptions about this. So when you say open book, does that mean like everybody knows what you make and what everybody knows, what everybody else makes? Or is it mostly just the numbers for the business?
2: Great question. So it's everything except for that. So we show every single number um, except for salary. So okay. nobody is... You know, nobody's supposed to know anybody else's salary, whether that's true or not, uh, is always debatable in a company. But, um, yeah, we share, uh, you know, uh, revenue, gross profit, net profit, um, pretty much everything on the balance sheet, cash, savings,
1: um, everything. Okay. Okay. good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sure. All right. So what is this policy? Tell us what what this is. When I heard this, like I said, I was at the office there. I heard somebody say this. And so I'd like to just, for you to explain it to us, what is uh, unlimited vacation? Sure, so what
2: it is, and, and maybe just to start really simple, it it, it really is unlimited vacation. So um, you can have as many vacation days, uh, sick days. We PTO does not exist in our company, uh, personal time off. Um, we always had that up until this year. Um, but um, yeah, it really, the, the core of it is, is that, you know, a team member is a mature, responsible adult that's able to, to decide how they can use their time efficiently. Um, you, you don't need a corporation to tell you that. So that, that's kind of the, the basic essence of the policy.
1: OK, so obviously we're having you on because this piqued my interest. And I think, like I said, I put my manager hat on and I said, whoa, this is crazy like, where did this idea even come from? Did you just wake up one morning and go like, you know what? I think I have a great team, so I'm just going to do unlimited vacation time. What, where, where did the idea come from?
2: Yeah, sure. So um, first, just to back up a little bit, when, when someone who's one of my idols and a luminary in the production uh, construction industry tells me that my idea is crazy, uh, that, <laughs> it doesn't fill me with confidence. I got to be honest with <laughs> you. So I, maybe I'm starting to rethink this, but uh, <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, um, it comes from a book called No Rules Rules uh, by Reed Hastings. Um, he's the CEO of Netflix. Um, honestly, I don't know if he started this, if he uh, developed this initially or he took it from someone, but that's where I learned it from. I listened to the audiobook a couple of times. Um, so I got it from him. And then another book, Tim, that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago was Drive by Daniel Pink that you yep. actually referred me to. So I'm, about three quarters of the way through that, but that book really dovetails nicely um, with the no rules rules. Um, But yeah, as far as I know, Netflix came up with this, this idea. And and really, I think one of his employees came to him and said, you know, we don't pay anybody if they work more than 40 hours. Um, We don't track their hours over 40 hours. Why do we track it if they're under 40 hours? And that's the basic essence of, of where it comes from.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, the the book uh, by Daniel Pink, Drive. A lot of that is about like what motivates people and what how do you what do you put in place to get the best out of people. And I think that's probably a conversation that we'll have, you know, in in a minute. But um, so that's that's kind of that's where the the where it came from. And so why did you think you could make it a reality in your company? Because again. I'm just gonna gonna throw sort of the disbeliever out there. Like Netflix is one thing, right? They're sitting in an office, faced by the computers. Remodeling is another thing, where we have, you know, a, it's totally different business. It might work there, but it won't work here. What made you think that you could make the jump into the type of company that you have? Sure. Um- I, I can give you kind of a, a long answer on this, if
2: you want, that it kind of gets a little philosophical, if that's all right. Yeah, go okay. right ahead. Great. So, um, you know, kind of a, a 30,000 foot view of it is, you know, I, I believe that you only live once. And when you're retired, looking back at your business career, you really want to try to do everything that you possibly could to make your company the best company that there is. Um, our goal is to give our clients the best possible customer satisfaction experience they've ever had. And the way that I can affect that is to make my team members work at the best company they possibly can work at. Um, The other thing I believe in, and and Dave Bryan, who's my coach, um, preaches this is that the company is nothing more than a tool that gives you the life you want. Um, And so you can also give all your team members the life they want through it. So that's kind of what, what really kind of drove me and made me believe we could do it. Um, I think seeing proof from other companies um, and then we I'd always kind of played it loose, um, with hours and and PTO where, you know, if someone had to go to their kid's school, by all means, you know, put your family first and, and go do that. So I, I wouldn't track something like that. I wouldn't make them make it up. Um, if someone were sick and it was their 11th PTO day and they had 10, I'd, I'd give them that we pay guys when they're not feeling well and things like that. So, so we'd always kind of done it a little bit anyways. Um, But then what what really kind of changed just was um, if you look at the hours people work, I I mean, I think most people agree in construction, nobody works 40 hours a week. Most people (laughs) are working above that, um, right right or wrong, but it it happens. And and we try to limit that, but they're always working more. Um, But the the number one thing that really did it was um, there's a PM in our company, and um, he's actually been the MVP uh, two years uh, running, and he got sick. And, um, he couldn't work for, I don't know, it was like a nine day period Well, his PTO had run out. And he's the kind of guy that all the PMs take Christmas off, you know, the time around that. And he's like, Hey, I'll stay and work. Right. So is it fair that a guy doing that, um, for everybody is not going to get paid when he, he was literally physically unable to go to work. Um, so that's what really kind of changed it for me where, um, I trusted his judgment, whether he could work or not, um, more so than trying to limit limit it through time, if, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that's really that's really cool because, and I I really keyed in on this idea that, you know, the owner of the company should be creating a business that uh, supports their life. And sure. I've heard that over and over and over again, but I believe this is the first time I ever heard a business owner say, "I want to create a business that supports the life that my employees want." Sure. And I I think that is such a key uh, element to um, to what's going on there at Innovative. So congratulations. Now, I want to just quick pick. Did you say somebody was an MVP two years in a row? Correct. So what is that?
2: Okay, so um, at our company uh, celebration for Christmas, um, we always do an MVP and an MIP most improved. Um, And the company votes on it. And um, there's no rules, really. Um, We just give out sheets and, you know, you vote for whoever you want. Um, And um, it's yeah, I don't there's no criteria, so I don't really know how to explain it. Um,
1: No, I just uh, I just wanted you to say that because I again, I think some companies are doing this, but maybe it's just one of those things that if companies started doing something like this, they'd get like different results from their employees. I, yeah. And there's, there's no that.
2: prize. Um, so yeah. you get a trope, we, we get a, we get a nice like crystal trophy. I actually stole the idea from the Remodelers Advantage round table. Right. <laughs> that's where I got it. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, the guy that Raul, who I'm speaking of, um, but yeah. he always jokes, he buys everybody lunch like once a week. So he's, he's <laughs> saying, to keep it going. So, so yeah, there's, that. there's no criteria to it, but yeah, it's just really, I mean, he goes out of his way to help everybody and I, I would right. say that's why he, he, he gets it. So.
1: Yeah. So I'm assuming that not every company, this is going to fit for every company. Is there a culture in your company that you feel like uh, says this is good, this is important, or this will work within our company?
2: Yeah, that's super important. Um, And the book really touches on this, too, um, that, that their culture is super strong. Um, but it takes like what they say is a strong, candid culture um, with team members who have the company's best interest in mind. So if you're thinking of, should I take a vacation, but you're thinking of the company's best interest in mind. um, And then um, it's, it really works on trust and accountability. And the key word that the book hits over and over again, that I really like is uh, responsible. So um, if you don't have responsible team members, it won't work. And the other, the phrase that, that, I say this all the time now that I learned from this is responsibility equals freedom and vice versa. Freedom equals responsibility. So in giving these people the freedom to do this and use their own judgment, they're also starting to look at the company in a different way. Um, They're coming in with more of the mindset of an owner. That's my goal for every team member is to think of the company as their own. What would they do or their department as a mini company? Um, So it's, it's really the, the freedom's, creating responsibility, but you need the, the responsibility to create the freedom, if that makes sense. But um, yep. the, the other thing that's super important um, is you need to be, like, radically candid. Um, so, if you have an issue with someone, you have to bring it up. And I, honestly, I don't know if we're at that point. We have a lot of nice people. Um, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm trying to drill into everybody that, hey, if you have a small problem with somebody or you don't want this person to take vacation this week or, you know, it's, um, the, the, the book also says if it, if the vacation will, um, will hinder you from attaining your goals or hinder your teammate from attaining their goals, you shouldn't take the vacation. So that, that's one of the, the thoughts that you should say, um, But you need you need to be candid and say, hey, I'd rather you not do this. Um, And I don't know that we're there on that. Um, that, That's one thing that makes me a little bit nervous that I'm that I'm working on.
1: Yeah. So that's something that that you you can you can deal with as you get further into this. I I was just remembering while we were there, one of your employees needed about three weeks off to to do some family stuff, Mm -hmm. I believe. And they actually came in like on Saturdays for several weeks ahead of time to make sure that their work got done. And so that's that balance of responsibility and freedom. Yes, you have the freedom to do this, but you're also responsible for your job and the output of your job, I'll say. And so that, I think that's a good illustration of how it's, how it's working there. So your comment about, uh, about, you know, the uh, niceness of people and maybe holding people to, Uh, their responsibility is one of the questions I wanted to ask is, are there any rules? And that sounds like that's one of them. Uh, The rule of, you know, does this interfere with what my team's trying to get done or does it interfere with what the company needs? So that would be one rule. Are there other rules to this this mechanism of of, uh, vacation time? Yeah, that's a great question.
2: So the Netflix policy is, I believe it's actually called the no rules vacation policy. And Okay. I tried to roll that out as our name, and everyone was like, whoa, 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 you can't do anything without rules. So we were calling <laughs> it like the mature, responsible adult vacation policy for a while, uh, which, we, <laughs> which we shrunk down to unlimited vacation. But um, the, Netflix really peaches, preaches context, not rules. So if you try to have a company handbook that's 500 pages thick, um, and you try to think of everything somebody's going to do wrong, and you say you can't do this, that's ridiculous – but if you can give people context. um, So I actually have our policy. Our context is um, our plan is one page. um, And that's per Eric Bain, who's our um, production manager, general manager. Um, Everything has to fit on a page, but um, (laughs) it's, it's very simple. Um, But the number one thing that, and this isn't actually on this page, but that Eric and I said, when we presented this is that you can't complain to Clark and Eric. So say that, you know, the the designer wants to take a, a day off and, the, the manager of that department has a problem with it. They need to deal with each other. It doesn't come to us. Right. So that's, that's one of them, but um, basically we had to define vacation. So we came up with, and uh, to be clear, we have like an administration executive group. It's about 10 people that, and we develop all these policies together. So I did okay. not create this policy. The group created the policy. Um, and we define vacation as anything that's more than one day away from work. So if it's one day, it's like, hey, just give me a couple of days notice um, and we're fine. Anything more in the day, we really ask for one month notice. Um, and then just, you know, the the simple things, time block your calendar, notify notify your supervisor. Um, we use Bamboo, the HR uh, software, um, put it into that. And then like uh, three or four days before you go on vacation, we send in an email to everybody and just say, hey, I'm gonna be on vacation. Um, so it really helps you get left alone. Um, and then each department has a handoff process. So we just say you're responsible with your department to figure out how to hand this off. Um, and then the department can, um, deny or grant the vacation. So, um, just say Jacqueline our estimator who you were referring to earlier, asked me to go to Peru for three weeks. I can tell her no. (laughs) Um, Um, I didn't and she went and, um, she actually went on vacation recently. I didn't know she was on vacation and she works while she's away, like one day and takes a vacation off. And she said offhandedly, oh yeah, I was in um, Lake Tahoe last week and I had no idea. You know, she,
0: so, <laughs> I don't
2: know what that says about me, but um, and then open communication is a must. So that's, that's the big thing about being candid. Um, you know, if you have a concern, you have to bring it up. And then if someone brings the concern up to you, you need to listen. And so that's, I think that's the key to it. If uh-huh. if a PM is going to go on a week vacation, as long as the other PMs are covering for him, I could care less. Right. Um, I don't even really need to know about it. Um, so as long as they're, but if he say he takes eight weeks and the other PMs are like, Hey, this is crazy. You're, you're killing me here. You got to scale it back. So it's kind of, it should be self-monitored by the company
1: um, to, to put it that way. Oh, that that's so cool. So is there a thought in your mind that this is going to help in terms of retaining the great employees that you have? I mean, it feels to me like I'm, I'm kind of again, I, I have these listeners talking to me in my ear and I've got all these uh, people in Atlanta going like, where is this company? <laughs> <laughs> so it's got to be the kind of thing where it probably will help in terms of retaining people. Yeah, I think that's one of our main goals is, is retention. Um,
2: and, and, and that's also, you know, um, I, I believe the Netflix policy is, you know, they, they always pay up. They want um, overachievers and they'll pay more than the market rate for an overachiever. Mm-hmm. Um, the example they use is a, a coder. And I don't remember the term, but if you're like a six timer, it means one person can code as many as six people. And right. why not pay that person double the market rate? So that's kind of my theory. If I can attract A-plus players, um, if this may cost a little bit more in the long run, um, I'm totally fine with it um, if it's going to retain people. Um, so I think that's a big one. And then I think attracting people, that was the other thing we talked about when with our policy is once someone joins, they automatically get this. It's not, they don't have to earn it for a month or two. Or, oh, wow. Um, so it's, it's the second. And, and again, it has to be a salary role. We don't do this with the carpenters. So okay. if you're hourly, you don't do this. Um, I'm really flirting around with doing it with the carpenters. Um, I have mixed feelings they obviously get paid over time if they're over 40 hours and that's right. one of the trade-offs. But you know, losing a carpenter in this economy is um, devastating. So right. that's gonna help retain them, then you know we we may roll it out to them as well, but we haven't done that yet.
0: So uh, Clark, you read the Netflix book and it seems like you is it imperative to have a strong culture? And was there a certain measure you had with your culture in order to put this in place? Uh, is I'm, I'm thinking like a cart before the horse scenario. Um, is this, uh, it goes back to, is this for everyone? And how can you kind of gauge? Cause you know, I'm thinking about the naysayer questions that I think is reactive of everybody. Um, you know how could you even do this? You know, blah blah blah. And I think about the disc assessment. I think the high C's would have a real hard time with this. <laughs> um, and so, like, if somebody's thinking, you know, I do have a strong culture, am I ready, or do I need to develop things to do it?
2: Yeah, great question. So when I wanted to roll this out, you know, I, I always bring things to Eric first, and then um, Anka, our bookkeeper and HR person, is. Uh, work really closely with her too. And she's like a 98 C on a different. <laughs> uh, and so I didn't want to bring this up to her for about two weeks. And yeah. I, the other part of this that's beautiful is it's not as much HR work. Like if you think of all the time of tracking vacations, um, figuring out how to pay people for a vacation, do you have nine, nine days or eight and a half day? Everybody got mad at her. If she told them, you know, Hey, you only worked four hours. That's a PTO day. Um, so it, it really, um, it takes the responsibility off the sea in that, in that regard. Um, but I think um, being open book helped me too, Steve. Like um, when I first rolled out open book, I was scared to death to show everybody the books. And then, you know, I showed them where our net profit was and everybody pretty much laughed at me. They were like, that's all that we make out of, you know, what we're bringing in the door. And I made yeah. everybody guess. I'm like, what do you think our net profit is? And- one person said 48%. And I'm like, do you, do you think I'm making a couple million dollars a year? Do I look like that? Um, so uh, I think that, that taught, going through the open book process, if you're doing open book, I think it's kind of a natural uh, progression to go to um, the no vacation policy because uh, in a, you have to think like an owner to make this work. So if, yeah. you, if you're selfish, I, and one of my rules is to, to have gratitude. Um For this, right. So if you're if you're happy for it and you have gratitude, um, you're not going to take advantage of it. So um, I I think having uh, people thinking like owners, a high level of trust. um, I think that's really important. Um, The shadow side of this is that I could put this out here, and then everybody's scared to take vacation. That's another thing they address in this.
0: I thought of that right away.
2: Yeah, Yeah. so that's a huge negative as I'm I'm posing on this podcast, like I'm letting everybody have vacation, but everybody's really scared. Um, And actually, when I was prepping, I was comparing numbers between um, 21 and 22 for vacation days. And I noticed that two people only had taken one day off so far. So I immediately went and spoke to both of them. And actually, one of them had planned a vacation. She's gone today, Friday, and Tuesday. So that took care of itself. And then one other person was like, hey, I'm really um, underwater where I am right now, I'm not comfortable. I won't enjoy it. I will take one in the next month. So yeah, you got to kind of push it and then you also have to display it. Um, I'm a workaholic. Um, I take vacation (laughs) really for my family. Um, so I, but I've taken, um, I think I've taken seven or eight days, um, kind of intentionally, um, already this year to, to show that.
0: Yeah. Because I think my first thought was, you know, when you are told to take vacation, or you have this time off. Yes. And, you know, if you're underwater, you feel, I mean, you never feel caught up ever. I mean, at least I don't. Um, and so <laughs> it, you're never going to be like, okay, now's the time that yeah. I can take yeah. this comfortably, take this time off. So, you know, the transparency and the openness communication, that's a huge part of it for you guys. It's it's awesome.
2: Yeah. The other thing we did was, you know, when we, we rolled this out, January one. So we've only been doing this for, um, you know, this quarter essentially, um, for three and a half months. Um, but, um, I went through like by January six, I went, I took my kid's school schedule and I put it on one monitor. And I, I took bamboo. That's our HR software. And any day they had a blocked off vacation day, um, teacher work day, whatever I, I took it off. So now anytime that comes up, um, I automatically have that Friday or that Monday off. And if I don't want to take it or
1: they're busy doing something, I won't take it. But it it made me be more um, active and looking for vacation. Um, That's really
2: cool. It helped in that
1: way. So I just want to comment on something you mentioned, uh, Clark, about your team going like, I can't believe we don't make, you know, we only make that amount. And and I, I want to just repeat this because I've seen this over and over and over again. When I go into a company to consult and the and I show them what the industry ought to be making, and I show them the fragility of profitability in a company. Every single time they go like, Oh my goodness, I, I need to help. I need I need yeah, to be yeah. on top of this. And it's it's always a positive, and yet business owners are still afraid. Uh, to share information like that. And I'm just so I'm glad you brought that up because it just testifies, if you will, to something that people have been saying over and over again. Uh, But still, business owners are afraid to believe it. So, yeah, I I agree. Everybody looks at your revenue and, you know, they think that, like I said, we did four
2: point eight million and I mean, they're thinking some, so one of the people thought we literally made half of that is right. profit, you know. Right. So um, it, it's definitely people watch everything a lot closer. That's probably been the number one beneficial thing of, of doing the open book. Um, yeah.
1: That, so that. this is not for the hourly. And, and I was just thinking uh, that maybe there's a little bit different set of rules for the hourly that that allows them to be have a little more flexibility but at the same time, again, my manager hat goes, these jobs have, in order in order to pay for this, we have to finish jobs, <laughs> you know? And so there is that challenge of making sure that the jobs stay working mm-hmm. if someone's able to take time off. But, um, well, this is just uh, amazing stuff. And I love kind of being on the front edge, you know, the cutting edge of things and, and bringing information to people. And I'd encourage people to, Take a look at, at this possibility. Uh, it obviously works uh, in whatever industry you're in. Uh, it's working in uh, Clark's company. It'd be fun to come back like in the fall in you know, six or eight months from now and just see where we are uh, with this. But I um, just want to thank Clark for being on with us and sharing uh, information about the company and this thing that's just getting started. It's just just developing with the company.
0: Great. Well, thank you. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Clark. Take care. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. So, Tim, um, you know, we love hearing new ways of doing things. And, you know, Clark's business name is just that for this one. It's innovative. (laughs) It is uh, something brought to us. I mean, I've heard this done. I think one other company in RA does it. And I've heard the Netflix uh, from the book, but it, it scares me. But I think that knowing the people within Clark's organization, knowing Clark, um, you know, this is something that I think that people can really learn from uh, and, and
1: get a lot out of. Yeah, there's a couple of things that popped out. I made a big deal about the MVP and the MIP. I think that's a great idea. Wasn't, you know, wasn't on the schedule to talk about that, but it just popped out. And I think that's something companies really need to be uh, looking at. Um, I think two main things that, that came out was Do the employees have the best interest of the company in mind? And it's almost the best definition of culture that I've heard because culture is pretty hard to define. And so if you define it as the employee has the best interest of the company at heart, uh, I think that's uh, one of the things. And then the idea of that specifically ask about rules. And so Clark mentioned this idea of context, not rules. And giving people the freedom to make decisions about that, as well as taking the responsibility. And I think um, all those things have to go together. So I guess a business owner that might be contemplating this might say, you know, there's some work we have to do on our culture before we can institute something like this. But as we get to that point, that maybe this is a goal for people to have in mind.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, the culture piece is so important and um, that that kind of communication style that they've had through the open book and all of this seems to have led them to this point. So.
1: Um, yeah. And I, I just want to emphasize, too, I think Clark was really open and honest about, you know, there is this one condition or this one uh, context of If you have a difficulty with what somebody else is doing, you have to be willing to bring that up and talk to them. And that is, at least the companies that I'm familiar with, that's one of the hardest things for people to do is to approach something that might be a conflict, even though it might not be. It might be like, hey, no big deal. I can take it next week. I don't have to take it this week, right? But we think of it as a conflict and uh, it'll be interesting to see. At innovative, how that plays out, and where you know where some of that friction might uh, lead some of the decision making, but it's it's a really important uh, point. I think they've made a good step in that the employees can't bring it to Clark or to Eric; they have to go directly to that other person. That's obviously the best way for it to happen. So that'll be interesting to kind of see. As as we get deeper into this, if that creates something that that causes some issues for the program, nothing yeah. that can't be dealt with, you know, it can all be dealt with. It just uh, we'll see where it goes.
0: Yeah, And I just want to uh, applaud Clark A for, you know, the one of the cores of roundtables is continual improvement and continuing yeah. to look at, you know, things that we just take for granted and just do because that's how you think it's supposed to be done. And, you know, it's the tagline of the show. We're (laughs) looking to remove it It is what it is from your vocabulary. But this is certainly one of those cases where he's trying something new. It's probably scary, but, you know, it can reap some really incredible rewards for retention and getting new employees. And And the
1: other thing I want to just mention is learning from other industries. And I've harped on this for years and years and years, and we do pardon me, folks, we do have this, we're different. We can't be like anybody else. Our, you know, our work is we're in people's homes. We can't, you know, do this. And so let's get away from that and realize that so much of the good stuff that's going on in high tech companies and other types of firms can be applied to our world as well.
0: Yeah. And one last thing, I think you've, you touched on it, but, um, you know, when I sit in on roundtables meetings or talk to members, they're always talking about, I need to take more hats off. I need to take a hat off. Well, one of the rules was you can't come to Clark or Eric, you know, as uh, if they have an issue with the policy or, or a hiccup in the policy. Um, And that's, that's huge, you know, having that communication amongst the staff. But just, you know, one less thing that the owner is dealing with in the broad scheme of the daily whirlwind of the owner. So I thought that was really cool. We want to thank Clark Harris for joining us today. We always want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show.
1: And I'm going to give it to you again. Just remember, at The Tim Fowler Show, we're working hard to eliminate. It is what it is from your vocabulary.
0: This has been another episode of the Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.